Hello and welcome to the Coffee with Podcast. In this episode, I talk to Jessica Johnson, Product Manager at Goodreads. Jessica and I talk about her recent interview experience resulting in her role at Goodreads, and Jessica shares so much gold for anyone looking to find and land their next role. We recorded this episode in Dandelion Chocolate in San Francisco, so please excuse the background noise. So I'm going to start a little bit back. Uh, I started my career at Google, and I was there for seven years, which seems like it flew. But uh, I started doing like customer support, which was not at all interesting to me. But I got to be in a really great role that exposed me to different parts. And eventually I was like, I want to do product. That's 100% what I want to do. And I was kind of always told, well, you can't do that. You're not technical. Um, which, which eventually drove me nuts because I was, you know, I'm a reasonably technical person, but I, I didn't have a CS degree, and that was true. Um, and what I found is, you know, I spent a lot of time there going to different groups and kind of sort of doing it. Like I launched features and products, I optimized acquisition, I did like a whole bunch of different parts of it, but I never could have that title. Um, and about a year and a half ago, I was like, no, I'm going to leave. I'm going to do something else. So I left. Um, I did my first round of interviews for product. I got rejected a whole bunch of times, but I got one. And going into it, I knew it wasn't quite a perfect fit for me, but I was like, I have the title. I, you know, this is me breaking it. Um, that was a really good experience, but it also helped me realize where I was short. So, like, some people would say, oh, you don't have enough design experience, or, oh, you don't have enough technical experience. And what I found was interesting was I wasn't always asked those things. Like, I wasn't asked a technical question, and then I'd be rejected from technical experience, which was the weirdest thing in the world. Um, some of it I think was unconscious bias. Some of it I think was just like they wanted a CS degree. So I spent that year at my job being like, okay, I'm going through every single skill they told me I don't have and I'm going to try and show it. So I did free code camp online and like knocked through their front end and did a lot of their back end. I did um, a design class through UC Berkeley. Like I was just like, every skill you say I don't have, I'm going to come back in a year and show you I have them. Um, and I got to that point, and I knew I wanted to leave my job for a number of reasons there. But I wasn't able to leave. So, like, I'd gotten past all those first hurdles. Like, they said, you're not a designer, or you're not technical enough. And I could say, yes, I am. See, I can prove it. I have, I have a record. I can go through it. And I would get to these interviews, and I would get through a phone screen, and I would get in person. And then I'd go through the whole in-person spiel and get, well, we love you, but... And I just heard that so many times, like from great companies I respect, where they were like, you're great, but you don't have experience here. You don't have experience there. Um, And my current job was not going to give me that experience. Like, it was just not set up in a way that I could do what I wanted to do. It was not set up in a way that I could structure myself any better. Uh, So it was incredibly frustrating. And I spent a lot of time just after I would get a rejection, just trying to go like, well, what could I have done? And am I stuck here? I was so happy this last round when I finally got through it. Um, A lot of things helped me kind of break out of that. But I'd say one of the big ones is somebody looked at my resume and was like, cross out your name at the top, write John Smith on it, print it out, and read it back to yourself. 
and I actually had a really female sounding resume and I never realized it until that moment like I literally said the words foster and nurturer and I don't think any guy has ever said that in a resume like everyone jokes that their resumes are like I crushed it but like mine was the exact opposite (laughs) and I definitely need to kind of like man it up (laughs) for better or worse um and that really helped my attitude. And, like, I went through this last round. I talked, ended up talking with three companies that I really liked. Um, and I got two offers out of it and one that was like, well, we're not ready to make an offer because we want this experience, but we really liked you. Um, so I was really happy with where I got, but it was just such a long process. Yeah. And, and what, like, what was that length of time? Obviously, looking, and then I'm sure you probably, like, breaked a little bit and like as you say took some time to learn those skills and like list out where you were like I'm coming back and I'm showing you that I am technical I, enough. I started building the skills as soon as I started my job so like I knew probably about when it started I was like I don't think this is a forever thing for me and I'm gonna have those skills so for me it wasn't about waiting to the job hunt and then taking a class it was about taking the class and then having that help me when I got to the job hunt. um how long was I looking? I think I waited till I was almost at my job a year um, because for a number of factors, it really wasn't working out for me, so I wanted to start looking early. And then I think it was probably like six or seven months of off and on, like I'd search a bunch, then I'd go on vacation, and like they'd say, you're great, but we filled this role, and um, you know, uh, just a lot of back and forth with a lot of companies. Um, and for those that are listening that in product management, would you mind taking us through if there is like a common theme of what those interviews would look like? Sure. I think uh, the hardest part about product management interviews is you don't know what you're going to be asked about, right? So everyone jokes, and I'm sure this is true for a lot of careers, that like you have to be a designer, you have to be a business person, and you have to be like a computer scientist. You don't know if you're going to sit down and get asked like an analytics question or you're going to talk about the future of an industry or you're going to talk about how you would design something or like the visual appearance. You have no idea what you're going to do. So you had to practice a ton. That meant I practiced with people. That mean I practiced like my boyfriend sat down and would practice questions with me and, you know, critique me. And I realized I have weird verbal tics like I never realized. Like when somebody asks me a question, I always say, sure (laughs) before I answer it and I never realized it until I practice and practice and practice wow that's awesome (laughs) sitting at home practicing and he's like you say sure a lot (laughs) (laughs) yeah no try to say it nicer yeah that's very cool and so with the I guess like that yeah like how so you mentioned there sort of the fact that you can walk in and you have no idea which angle an interview is going to take I know like I'm sure over the time of looking and for each interview you do you sort of learn how this might go in terms of I don't know in prep when they say like we're going to talk about your background or whatever it might be did you like find yourself leaning on any particular resources to like inspire the answers that you would prepare for in the practicing that you did, that you found like particularly useful? Yeah, I, uh, I really like Cracking the PM Interview, which I think is a great book. Um, I also really went to Glassdoor for whatever company I was interviewing at, got their questions. Um, eventually, the questions get predictable. Like, I, I, there's never, 
you can't predict the exact well of an interview, but you always pretty much know you're going to be asked, like, what's your favorite product and how would you improve it? <laughs> and the funniest part about this is, like, some people think they actually are asking an original question when they ask this. And they'll be like, oh, this is a fun one. I like to do it. And you're like, like here she goes. Right. And, and I mean, the great part is, you know that's coming, so you've written it down, you have it exactly, like, here's what I do, here's why I do it, and you have it thought out, but you're able to say it in a kind of off-the-cuff, spontaneous way. <laughs> nice, that's awesome. And, okay, so now, very different world, where you've got an awesome gig that you're about to start in January. Looking back over that time of interviewing, from the Jessica that was starting at the very beginning of going through that process, what advice would you specifically give, I guess, like,
like your checklist of questions for the companies that you know when it got to the stage of you interviewing them as much as them interviewing you for what you were looking for to get to a yes again I found questions really hard because I some of the things we talk about are like, or some of the things that I was really concerned about were making sure it was like a positive, diverse environment. And there's like not a lot of questions you can ask for that. Like, you can say, What do you do about diversity? And like, they may have a textbook answer, and that might not be what you want, or like maybe it is, but like, what does that actually mean in terms of day to day? So I actually found some of the best stuff. Uh, was just talking to people. So, like, I'm going to Goodreads. I was talking to people there. Un, you know, un, without me saying anything, they were like, oh, we have a feminist book club. And I was like, that sounds intriguing. <laughs> um, so, for me, it's just about, like, understanding their culture and whatever your concerns are, kind of ferreting it out. So, for example, I was really concerned about companies that would be slow to ship. So, one question I always ask is, like, well, what's the last thing you shipped? Because then it's not seen as, like, adversarial, but it's seen as, like, okay, how often are you shipping stuff? What what are you shipping? Like, what does that mean to you? Yeah, that's awesome. Ah, so much good stuff. And so, okay, I guess, in terms of, so you mentioned one thing going through this was perseverance. Were there any, like, this, like, yeah, is, a, as you say, an exhausting process of, like, going even just said the conversations these aren't like normal feeling conversations you're like heightened aware of like everything that you say it's like highly stressful were there any techniques or habits that you would find yourself doing like pre-interviews or even like daily basis to kind of keep feel like keep going in there like super strong rather than letting it actually like knock you in any way i mean it does knock you like the truth is nobody's nobody gets rejection and it's like this does not matter at all especially if you've been investing in it right um but there were ways to make it easier I think this the biggest thing for me was making sure I took small steps every day so if that meant like I had more jobs in the pipeline because I was applying to them if that meant I was taking a class if that meant like I networked and talked to two people and like got their opinion or did a practice interview it just meant I was regularly improving myself. So, you know, you'd get to the point where you're like, I can't be better. And then you'd be like, okay, but what are the next steps to be better? And yeah. what are the next steps to get this right? Yeah. Um, and, and that was really important for me. Because I think it's worse when you get rejected and you're like, I have to start this process all over right again. So if you're just kind of like, no, this is a process and I'm hitting this hard until I finish. Like, if you're in the situation where you need to leave your job, you have to keep going until you have an offer. Yeah. So from, you mentioned that like everything from the resume through to like accepting the offer, the like tips being resume-wise, I guess both for guys and women, but to like cross out your name and pretend that you're somebody else for a minute and like read through it, and then through to like the actual going into interviews, practicing, like acknowledging that you actually more than likely need to practice and that it's okay to practice and grabbing like friends or boyfriends or family and then into like accepting the offer and making sure that you like meet with the team versus just like raise the questions that you're concerned about like super upfront, not to flag any things that meant kind of maybe that you were burnt from previous experience throughout all of that was there anything else like any other advice that you have for anybody that's like starting the job search whether in product or outside of product I'd say one of the biggest things is like, so I definitely approach this with a product approach, but uh, look at where you're getting in the pipeline and fix that spot, right? So like, if you're not getting anybody responding to your resume, that's what you need to focus on. You don't need to practice interview skills. Like, 
you should figure out where you're getting to the pipeline and like fix each part of that pipeline and, until you're actually able to kind of get through it because you know like at first it meant focusing on my resume and then it meant like how was my phone screen like how did I do that well yes. and then it was yeah. in person and then it's like focusing on other factors none of the COVID was crying by us obviously feels the pain of it biggest thing and, and I think this applies to both genders but but especially to women is like not being afraid of your accomplishments and not being afraid to own it and take take part of it um one thing that's really hit me is like after this I've been talking a lot to a lot of women and trying to understand like where they're at and where they're in their jobs and I am amazed by the number of women who downplay their accomplishments even when talking about it in like a practice interview or like their job prep they're like oh I kind of sort of did this thing no like when you come into an interview you have to own it you have to like fight for it and you have to like act like the cockiest person you can imagine <laughs> for a little bit and it's so uncomfortable but it's it's that's what's expected of you and like knowing that that's okay to do in an interview setting is so important thank you jessica if anybody wanted to find you online if that's okay like ask any questions or i know that you write a lot on medium where can they find you uh i have a website justjoe.com you can find me there um you can reach out to me on medium or twitter or anywhere amazing <laughs>